everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of the Luna's Galaxy Podcast. My name is Emmy, but you can also call me Luna, and I'll be the host of this show. The Luna's Galaxy Podcast goes live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast services on Tuesday every two weeks. For this episode, we have three segments, gaming news, what I've been playing, and questions. Before we get started, if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would very, very much appreciate it. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can also like, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) Also, if you have any ideas or recommendations on how I can improve Luna's Galaxy, um, now that I am back to consistently recording after my little hiatus, um, please feel free to join our Discord server. The link is in the description below. Um, And let me know in the podcast suggestions channel if there's anything that you would like to listen to me talk about, um, any sort of structural things. Um, I'm really open to any sort of feedback. But um, I'm back. (laughs) First off, I'm back. Um, I finished university. I still have, I think I I graduate like next week. (laughs) Actually, I think it's like, no, no, it's not, it's not this week. It's the week after. Okay, I'm confusing myself. But by the time that this episode comes out, it will be next week that I graduate. Anyway, um, but all my work is done. Um, I did good in all my classes. I am very happy. Um, so now that I am not, t- not now that university is not taking up every breathing moment of my life, um, I'm glad to be doing the podcast again because it's been a while. I think it's been, it's been a little over a month. I want to say the last episode that I did was the Kingdom Hearts one for Cage 20, which I really enjoyed doing. I hope you guys enjoyed it too, by the way. The Cage 20 event, I don't actually, I, anyway, I don't have this in my little podcast outline, but I will say, um, the Cage 20 event, the fan one, um, and also March Caprice, those two fan events to celebrate Kingdom Hearts were very enjoyable. (laughs) Um, just to kind of put that out there, um, everyone that was a part of organizing those events did so fantastic it was such a good weekend um to just um talk about kingdom hearts and get to see all these events i had such a good time and if you didn't know um kh20 will be returning next year obviously not as kh20 it, it is being is kh reconnect now and I, i'm not sure 100 percent what they are doing next year but i think there is going to be an in-person event and similar to um this year also some online events throughout the month so very, very exciting. It, it was really fun. <laughs> if you didn't get the chance to check out uh, the Cage 20 event or March Caprice this year, I 10 out of 10 recommend doing it next year and maybe even participating, maybe even doing your own event within those events. It, w- it was really good. I know this isn't really a Kingdom Hearts podcast, but I thought I'd throw it out there since that was that was my last episode that I did was for Cage 20. Um, and we have a lot of Kingdom Hearts news <laughs> that has come out uh, since then. And since I've last recorded the podcast, so just in general, um, for gaming news for this episode, I'm not going to do like every single bit of news that came out in the last, I don't know, month and a half since the last episode came out. Cause I think that that would be exhausting. That would be, have to be like the entire episode. And a lot of it is just old news by now. So there is some old news cause there's some big things that happened Um, that I do want to talk about, but, you know, anyway, it's not new. It's not really news anymore. It's like, oh, this happened, like, a month ago. (laughs) So I won't be going too into detail on that stuff. Um, I will mostly be talking about recent things. But, yeah, I think that about covers it. And then next week we'll be back to the regular, you know, this is what happened in the past two weeks type thing. But just so you know, some of the news that we will be talking about (laughs) in this episode is a bit old by now um, just because the podcast was on hiatus for a while but I'm happy to be back and I hope that you're happy to be listening again. (laughs) I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and really um, supporting me because I feel like when any content creator goes on a break for whatever reason it can be kind of scary because like what if I come back and then suddenly no one wants to watch my streams anymore like everyone forgot about me or something. I think a lot of content creators have that kind of fear but you guys are so amazing. So like, thank you. Thank you so much. Even when I was on break, I was able to put out little, um, little bits of content here and there. Um, even throughout my break, um, I did some reactions on Twitch to, um, Nintendo Directs and State of Plays, which I think was before I went on break. I don't know. I could be wrong about that actually. 
that might have been my streaming break and not my podcast break, but whatever. Um, I also did a reaction video to the Kingdom Hearts stuff that got announced, which did really good on my YouTube. So check that out if you haven't already. And yeah, just being active on Twitter and in the Discord and stuff. And so I feel really good. I feel like this podcast won't flop even though <laughs> I've been gone a while. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for your support. I'm back and I want to be better than ever. So like I said before, if you have any suggestions on how I can make the podcast better or any just any content in general that you would like to see from me, please let me know. I obviously can't guarantee that I, that I will do it, but um, I'll do my best to listen to y'all and just get some feedback. Because I know that I am um, not in university and I'm also going to be unemployed very soon. Um, I really want to put my heart and soul into making content, um, especially over this summer. So, yeah. I've rambled on a bit before we even really got into it, but it's been a while, so I feel like it was justified. Hopefully it wasn't um, too bad. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into the gaming news. So the first big thing, gaming news, so this is one of those kind of things that happened, maybe, I think it might have been right before I went on hiatus, if I remember correctly. It was a while ago. Um, but they finally ended up announcing Project Spartacus. PlayStation Plus and PS Now sort of combining. They finally announced that. And so what they have described is a three-tier system, uh, which was basically what was rumored. And they are just calling this PS Plus. Um, there's not this fancy new sort of rebranding. It's just um, it's just PlayStation Plus and three different tiers of PlayStation Plus. So PlayStation Plus, as we know it now, is going to be PlayStation Plus Essential. And that's that's literally just what we have now um, you get some games every month, and you get to play online, and you get some discounts and PSN. Um, then we have PlayStation Plus Extra, and I think what this one adds is you can play, um, like, PS4 and PS5 games, and then the PlayStation Plus Premium also adds in a back catalog of games from the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, um, PS3 via the cloud, and PSP. It is weird that Vita isn't there. Um, that did stand out to me. I think, you know, maybe there's a possibility that they add that down the line. Um, I do I do know that the Vita has some, like, touch control stuff, which may limit what games they can put on there. But I never had a Vita. I had a PlayStation TV. <laughs> so that's how I played my Vita games. So I know for a fact that a lot of those Vita games don't use the touch screen. So obviously not every Vita game would probably be able to transfer properly to this, you know, PlayStation Plus uh, premium thing, but a lot of them would be able to, <laughs> like Persona 4 Golden, there, there's a whole lot that they could put on, uh, Persona 4 is the one that comes to mind, because I feel like everything else has been ported to, like, PS4 or something at this point, at least the games that I played on the Vita, <laughs> but yeah, they, they don't need to have the touch controls, so yeah, and so this premium tier costs 120 US dollars yearly. And so they're really going for the yearly model with uh, these subscriptions. I think if you pay per month, it's a lot more expensive in the long run, which is how subscription services are in general most of the time. But it's like really, it's really noticeable with these PS Plus uh, extra and premium tiers. Also, I forgot to mention, um, the premium tiers also have um, limited game trials, I think is how they phrased it. Kind of like demos. So I think they actually very recently announced that it was like any game above a certain price point is like 34 US dollars or something. Um, any game that is selling for a certain price point has to have one of these game trials, sort of like a demo, maybe it'll be the first two hours of a game. I really don't know how this is going to work out, but and that will be for the PlayStation Plus premium tier. And I, this is weird. <laughs> the, the game demo trial things to me are weird, not like, I think they're a great idea, but I think making them a requirement, because that was the recent news that came out for, you know, if a game is released over this price point, it needs to have a demo, it needs to have this game trial. To me, that feels weird. I assume that this would only be for, when this was announced, I assumed it would only be for, you know, PlayStation first party games, maybe some really popular third parties, and just, like, whoever wants to have Adder, right? I think making them required. I don't know how I feel about that because I think of, you know, developers and how a lot of them are already constrained for time and resources and all these things. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I 
that sounds like it could be kind of rough trying to get together a demo or a trial because I don't think it's as easy as a lot of people think it is. So that didn't stand out to me. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But yeah, I, I we'll see. Like my entire thoughts on this PlayStation Plus sort of expansion is that we really just have to wait and see because it really depends on the library. Um, I'm not going to upgrade right away for sure because I think it's going to be a while before we really start to see value in this. <laughs> um, I like the back catalog definitely interests me. And, you know, depending on what games they have, I, I might dip in right away. I don't know. But we have, as of recording this, we have no idea really what the catalog is going to be like. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be a while before this service really gets good, <laughs> so to speak. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, seeing how it develops and, you know, someday possibly upgrading to premium. But we shall see. <laughs> it, re it really depends on the library of games, in my opinion. Um, but next up for news, so this is more recent news, um, Babylon's Fall. Remember that? Remember that um, Square Enix and Platinum live service game that was announced many years ago? We were like, oh, that looked cool. Then it got, like, re-announced, and we were like, oh, why does it look bad all of a sudden? Um, that game. <laughs> I think it came out maybe two months ago or something. It's hard to remember. Um, time isn't real. But the Babylon's Fall dropped just one concurrent player on PC this week. That's really bad. And I, I know this is only for PC. Maybe it's different on other platforms. But, like, holy shit. <laughs> That's bad. That is that is really bad. And, yeah, and, and Square Enix doesn't want to really let go of Babylon's Fall. They're really invested in making it the best that it can be. And it's just like, you know what, Square? I'm done questioning you. <laughs> like. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not gonna... I'm not even gonna try and understand anymore. You just keep doing you. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. Um, so next up... So this actually happened, like, late last night. At least it was late last night for me. As the time of recording this. <laughs> By the time it comes out, it will have been a few days ago, but it's fine. Um, so I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative is now doing a new ARG. And it is weird. <laughs> um, so a few days ago... They posted this website, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like this organization, I guess, and it's about these missing people, and they showed these new two characters that are missing, I don't know, it's weird. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't look into it as much as maybe I should have, considering I'm a big Uchikoshi fan, but I don't know, I just, I don't have the energy. <laughs> I don't have the energy to, like, analyze it, like, unless every, something stands out, like, I don't know, I'm not looking into the details of it. I think it's really cool, but anyway. So that happened, and then last night, um, there was a countdown actually on the website. It was like the, you know, the hidden bats, the, the bats 490 video, all that stuff. <laughs> and the countdown ended last night. At, it was 11 p.m. for me. And when this happened, it was like, it, the website updated, and it showed that like these two missing characters were kidnapped, were miss. I mean, obviously they were missing, but, um, they were kidnapped, I don't know, and they were somewhere, they were in this room that they had to escape from, and we had to help them, we had to get them out by solving this puzzle, and, um, the two characters have Twitter accounts, <laughs> so, uh, like, the one that was live last night was Ina, and she was tweeting out, like, please, guys, help me. I'm stuck. I think I've been kidnapped. I was at school. I was at cram school. And now I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got here. Uh, that was essentially... She was just live tweeting, being in an escape room, basically, being kidnapped. And so she would post some stuff. And people were able to figure it out really quick. Um, so the accounts update every two days for about 21 minutes. They'll be live tweeting. And so I think the idea is that we have two days to solve the puzzle, essentially. But it was about 21 minutes that the characters had on Twitter. And it was probably like the 20-minute mark where people had already solved the puzzle and were able to give her the code to, like, open this box or something. I don't know. It's really hard to explain without, like, showing you and not really knowing exactly what everything is called. But it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. At, like, 11 p.m., I'm like, oh, should I go to bed early tonight? <laughs> and then uh, the countdown ended, and I was like, oh, God. And it was, anyway, it was this whole thing. But it's really cool. I really enjoy it. But I will say, okay, and this is, this is just, like, 
enhancing my theory that I, the Somnium Files, could be, or Nirvana Initiative could be related to Zeroscape, some sort of crossover, or at least hinting that maybe Zeroscape is their next project after this. So, obviously, ever since Nirvana Initiative has been announced, there has been multiple, you know, they're using the number nine for things. So, Nine Eyes TV was the first ARG, and now for this ARG, they're like, oh, it's a nine-digit code that we need to escape. Um, so that's a bit sus. You could choose any number and you keep choosing nine. Like, okay, that, anyway. Um, and then also like they're basically in an escape room. Um, that's the whole ARG is to help them get out of an escape room. And like, oh my God, this is kind of meta. Okay. This just came to me now. <laughs> this just came to me now. What if, okay. What if? No, this doesn't make sense. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to take this down like a morphogenetic field type thing of like, we are, anyway, we're sent anyway. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but it feels very zero escape, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they're basically in an escape room. She's like, give me the code so I can escape this room. That's literally zero escape. Like, I don't... Anyway. Um, <laughs> this is so messy. It's been a while since I recorded the podcast. So I apologize. It's <laughs> probably gonna be such a fucking mess. Um, but I'm having fun. It's fine. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing more of this ARG. I think it's really fun. And I'm just amazed by how quick people can solve the puzzles. Like, I mean, to be fair, I didn't really try. Because <laughs> I'm... I'm lazy. I just don't have the brain power for it. You know, like if I wanted to, maybe I could, but I didn't want to. But yeah, Zero Escape fans are wild. I mean, Uchikoshi fans in general are wild. It was more so I fans than Zero Escape. But anyway, I really would not be surprised if there is some Zero Escape stuff in I, or if they will be working on Zero Escape in the future and they're just kind of like hinting at it now. Because I feel like all, like, so much of Nirvana Initiative since it has been announced has felt like it has been taunting Zero Escape fans. Like, in the first trailer, Mizuki was playing 999. Like, what? <laughs> and then, like I said, the Nine Eyes TV thing. Just, you know, the motif of the number nine. They're literally in, in escape rooms now. Also, I haven't forgotten that the ARG Nine Eyes TV went live on Zero Time Dilemma's, like, five-year anniversary anyway <laughs> i'm getting off track but the new arg is really cool there are some twitter accounts that you can follow um if you would like to keep being updated um hidden bats and there's aina's account i can't remember the other guy's account but it starts with a b i know that one it might be like b bina something i don't remember what his name is but um follow them if you want to be updated on the arg it's really cool i love i love team zero escape <laughs> But anyway, that was more of a niche news thing. Um, so next up, Square Enix sold IDOS, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal to Embracer Group, including their IPs such as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, etc., for $300 million. And um, this is really weird news to wake up to. I woke up and I just read that headline and I was like, what the sweet fuck? It's like, what are you doing, Square? Looking into a bit more and, you know, seeing what other people have had to say about it, I think it does make some sort of sense to sell those Western developers because clearly they kept underperforming for what Square Enix wanted. Um, and if you actually look at the numbers, you will see that they were not profiting much off of the games that were coming out of those studios. Um, so I do get why they wanted to sell them. But 300 million, I don't know, to me, 300 million seems low considering like the amount of IPs and the amount of studios and like the talent there I, it just seems low to me that they would sell for 300 million <laughs> I don't know maybe I'm the crazy one but yeah and like so this in general to me doesn't like this isn't a red flag at first it was I was like what the hell are you doing but upon closer reflection I was like okay I see why they would sell um all these studios and all these IPs wasn't working out the best for them however what really was the kicker was that the reasoning that they gave for this was to invest more in NFTs and blockchain. So you get 300 million, okay? And you're like, we are going to invest in a trend that has been along, that has been in the industry for about a year. <laughs> We're going to invest 300 million in that. 
when it's already becoming, you know, a trend that is no longer trending. I don't know what the right word for that is. It's people aren't really talking about NFTs anymore and they've already got like a shit ton of backlash for when they first started expressing interest in NFTs as most game studios do. It's just so messy. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you doing, Square? Like, imagine, like, <laughs> you get $300 million and you're like, we're going to invest this in NFTs and blockchain. What the hell? Like, because I'm not going to lie, Square Enix could use that money for a lot of good things. They could use it to invest more in some of their bigger games, like, you know, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, the games that they know are going to make them money. <laughs> like a lot of people would do, or you can invest more in, you know, certain IPs that might do well. So I think Forspoken is a good one, you know, more games like that, not specifically Forspoken, but more bigger IPs that, you know, could end up being one of those best-selling series like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Um, or even just investing more in smaller games that, you know, are gonna hit. You're probably not gonna lose that much out on them. Like there is so many things that Square Enix could do with $300 million that I think would really benefit their business. And they're, they're just going with the blockchain. Like, anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm done trying to understand Square Enix and the things that they do. Um, when this news initially came out, I was like, holy shit. Like, is Square Enix going to be another Konami if they keep making these terrible decisions? I don't, I don't think it's that dire yet, but it really makes you wonder, like, is, are we on the path to another Spirits Within that nearly bankrupts the company? Like, maybe. But I hope not. That would really suck. Anyway. Yeah. I think we all know uh, how we all feel about NFTs. Anyway. Um, so the big news that happened a while ago is that Kingdom Hearts 4 got announced. <laughs> and I, I, I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet because it has happened on my hiatus. Um, but like I said earlier, um, I did do a reaction video on my main YouTube channel where the podcast is posted. So if you want to watch that, get some of my thoughts, my initial thoughts, I guess, you can check that out. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4 got announced. Um, that was unexpected. <laughs> and it looks wild. It looks really good. I'm really excited for it. But I didn't expect it. I, like, we all knew we'd be going to Quadratum and, you know, that this would take on a bit more of a realistic tone. But it's so much more realistic than I imagined. It, it is, it's jarring to look at. I, I was just, I was like at a loss for words watching the trailer. It's really, it's so different. But I think it's so good. I think it's really um, a good direction for the series. I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. And we also got Missing Link announced. Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. Um, this is a new mobile game. And I don't know really what to think about this. I'll play it. <laughs> like, I'll play it. Um, this is supposed to be coming out, I want to say later this year, but I could be wrong. I know the beta is coming out later this year, but I don't know if it's actually releasing this year. But yeah, that happened. <laughs> they also announced a lot of really expensive merchandise where I'm like, once again, Square Enix, who is your target audience? Who are you doing this for? Because I know a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans and none of us can afford the shit that you are selling. I just, anyway, once again. Just, I'm, I'm done trying to understand Square Enix's decisions, because a lot of them, I feel like, just don't make sense. <laughs> and for our last bit of news, um, Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase is streaming live on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. Uh, PT. I don't know what time that will be for me. I think that'll be, like, maybe 2 o'clock? 2 p.m. for me? I don't know. Um, I, I can't do this on the spot. <laughs> maybe 3 p.m. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, probably be watching that. I'm not really an Xbox girl myself, or a Bethesda girl for that matter, but I'll be watching it. It's E3 season. E3 isn't happening, but <laughs> it's not happening, but, um, it's the season. Tis the season. So, you know, maybe we'll see some other things getting announced to be happening around that time. But um, we'll see. Maybe we'll get a Nintendo, a Nintendo Direct in June. I'm, we'll see. Summer Games Fest is happening, though. But I don't really know what the plan is for that yet. But yeah. Ah, things are happening. Very exciting to get game announcements. Um, I'll probably stream it. Like, I, I, I'm just here for the fun, you know? Like, I don't even... They don't need to show anything where I, that gets me hyped. I just want to sit there and chat with y'all on Twitch. 
as I react to things. Maybe I'll be surprised. Actually, I might be surprised because, like, in the past, like, they've shown Kingdom Hearts trailers at Xbox events and, like, Final Fantasy. Like, they've done, like, Square Enix has been there. And obviously, I like Square Enix, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe there will be something there that I really enjoy because sometimes they surprise me. I know I was really surprised when I think they announced Life is Strange before the storm there. They've also shown, like I said, Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy 15 trailers. I remember being at Xbox, so there could be something. I'm not, like, getting my hopes up, but, like, fun. We'll see. But anyway, <laughs> that was the last bit of news that I have for you. God, this episode has already been going longer than I anticipated. What else is new? Um, so let's talk about what I've been playing. So... As I was working on my thesis, as I was on my hiatus from the podcast for about a month, I didn't really have the time to, like, really get in and play a lot of games. So I was playing a lot of mobile games <laughs> where it was like, you know, I could play for five minutes, play for ten minutes, play 15 minutes, whatever, and then, like, move on and do something else. Like, I was playing a lot of them, but it wasn't like I would sit down for, like, three hours and, you know, play a quote-unquote real video game. <laughs> I was playing a lot of mobile games because it was just easy, it was convenient, etc, etc. And so I've already talked a bit about um, the mobile games that I played, but I thought I'd talk about them a bit more because they really helped keep me sane. <laughs> they helped keep me sane as I finished my degree. Um, <laughs> so I played a lot of Love Live, School Idol Festival, All Stars. Um, I didn't really play um, the regular one, the one, the first one, but I played All-Stars a lot. Um, I play these, and all the games I'm going to talk about, I played pretty much every day. <laughs> anyway, I really like Love Live School Idol Festival, All-Stars. Um, I don't really know if I have much to say about it, though. <laughs> I just like getting, like, doing the scouts, doing the gotchas, and getting, you know, URs and four stars, and just, you know, pretty girls, pretty girl JPEGs. <laughs> I am, I'm, a, I'm normal. Um, I also played a lot of Hatsune Miku Colorful Stage, also known as Project Sekai, um, which I have talked about before on the podcast. And this one has me on a chokehold. Um, <laughs> I think I've already talked about this, but I really, I really like this game. I'm currently saving up because there's a limited gotcha coming up. <laughs> I really, I really like it. Um, like, the art in that game is really beautiful. I really love the songs. I think one thing that sets Colorful Stage apart is the music. Because there are so many, like, Vocaloid producers, and a lot of the songs are, like, covers done by the different um, groups that... Anyway, I don't know how much to explain of this. <laughs> but there's a lot of different producers for Vocaloid, and so the music never really sounds too samey. Um, obviously there was some of that, but even the ones that do sound kind of samey are still good. It's another game that I've been playing a lot, Bandori, Bang, Bang Dream Girls Band Party. Um, I talked about this before on the podcast too. Um, I played a lot of that as well. And one thing that I'm not the biggest fan of is that I feel like a lot of the original songs just sound the same to be quite, to be quite frank. Um, I think that the songs in Bandori aren't as good as pretty much every other game that I play. And a lot of that is just because, like, I feel like all the Roselia songs basically sound the same. All the Afterglow songs basically sound the same. And if you really like that sound, like, it's fine. But I'm not, like, a huge fan of any of their sounds. So it's just kind of like, eh, I'm not really playing this for the music. Um, but Colorful Stage has some really good music. Like, I really, and I've seen some people on the TL actually playing it recently. And I've been like, ooh, I, maybe I have more people to talk about it now. But yeah, I really love the characters in Colorful Stage. I really like getting to know more about them and, you know, doing the stories. And, like, obviously the gameplay is fun and the gotcha is fun. And that's kind of what you expect from a mobile game. But I really do love the characters and the story. That's really what's kind of got me obsessed. Also the music. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really love the music. <laughs> but, um, yeah, also Bandory, like I said. I don't think I have um, anything else to add to that. I also downloaded a new game, so D4DJ, which, you know, is similar to Love Live, Colorful Stage, and Bandory. Um, <laughs> it's a music rhythm game, gotcha, with anime girls. <laughs> um, I'm very predictable. Um, <laughs> and I like this one. It's, it's not, like, my favorite by any means. It's different, though. The gameplay is, I would say, very different from the other ones, but... I still like it. It's still good. It's, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. And then 
also, you know, before I move on to the next one, actually, so Ensemble Stars Music is getting an English translation, hopefully soon, I don't know, um, it's been announced for, like, months now, but we have, there's a beta out now, but we have no idea when the actual game is coming out, but I am looking really forward to that one, because it fits into that category of, like, you know, music, rhythm game, gotcha, anime, um, although this one has anime boys, not anime girls, so that's exciting. I'm very excited for that to come out, <laughs> but God knows when it is. But the last mobile game that I want to talk about is Mystic Messenger. <laughs> so if you were like on Twitter, on like a very specific side of Twitter, um, around like 2016, 2015, I want to say, you might have you might have known about Mystic Messenger. It was very popular back then. I just, I re-downloaded it. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do like all the roots because it's an, an Atome game. It's an Atome game. Um, you know, you play as an anime girl and there are different anime boys <laughs> that you can romance. And so I did the roots, all the casual roots for Zen, Yusung, and Jehi. I love them all. Um, I did them. And then I started doing, they have like the, like, was it like the deep story or something um, that you do after the casual ones? And that has Jumin and 707. I love 707. He is my favorite character in that game. He is my boyfriend. <laughs> but I was like, I'll save the best for last, right? And so about halfway through Jumin's route, it got all fucked up. And the, like the game got fucked up. And I, I just got so pissed off <laughs> that I deleted the app. <laughs> so I didn't get to actually do 707's route. Because I got really mad. But anyway, so that's how I spent my time when I was working on my thesis. <laughs> I'm still playing all those games every day except for Mystic Messenger because it made me mad. Anyway, I, I, here's some good news. Here's some really good news. I got a PlayStation 5. It was it was like a fluke because I've been trying to get one for a while now. Like I had the alerts on like the PS5 restocks Canada Twitter thing, which if you are trying to get a PS5, I do recommend um, following them if you're in Canada. But I had alerts on for them. I was trying to get one on Amazon. I was, anyway, it was hard because a lot of the, like, the PS5s that will be online are in bundles. I didn't want a bundle. I just wanted to get a fucking PS5 because a lot of the bundles have, like, an extra controller, a dock, maybe a game, like, stuff like that. And I didn't want any of that because I'm like, okay, one, the extra controller that you get is red and I want to invest in an extra controller, but I want to be, like, a pink or a purple one because <laughs> I'm picky and I like those colors more than red um, and, and I don't need a dock. And I also, I don't want to play Horizon Forbidden West, like, personally. At least not right now, I don't. So, I just wanted a fucking PS5. <laughs> it was very difficult to get one. Um, but one day, I just, I checked, like, the Best Buy app, and it said, PS5's in store near you. And I was like, oh! And so, I, I, I ordered it, and then I went into the store, like, an hour later, and they had it ready for me, and I got it. So, it was really, it was just a fluke. Because, like, any time I've gone into Best Buy or, you know, Walmart or any of those stores, they haven't had them in. <laughs> so, like, I've been looking and I've, they've never had them in whenever I'm in. But I just checked on the app one day and they were in stock. And so I got one. Um, it was very, very exciting. Um, obviously, I got the one with the disc thing. So, yeah, I'm very excited. And I must say, I love the DualSense. <laughs> I fucking love the DualSense. I know I said when I got the Switch Pro controller, that was my favorite controller. I think the DualSense takes over now. Um, it, it feels so good. Like, I don't think you realize what it feels like to have a really good controller until you hold it in your hands. Like, for me, I don't really think about it much unless I'm playing with the PS3 controller because I don't like that one. That's, like, my least favorite. But holy shit, the DualSense is so good. Mm, I love it. So on my PS5, I played Astro's Playroom, which... I really love that. If you have a PlayStation 5 and you haven't played Astro's Playroom yet, I, I highly recommend it. It is is worth your time, okay? Play Astro's Playroom. It's pre-installed. It comes with the PS5. And it's so much fun. It's a really fun, cute platformer. And if you're a big PlayStation fan, if you've been, if you've been following PlayStation for quite some time, I think you'll really enjoy it. There's a lot of cute references. You can, like, collect different PlayStation hardware. It's so, like, all the different, like, PlayStation 1, PS2, PS3, all that type of stuff. Um, but they also have some, like, funny things in there. So, like, you can collect, like, the SingStar, um, like, microphone. <laughs> I was kind of upset that I couldn't get a DDR pad, but I'll live. I, I get why it's not there. But, like, there's just really cute things like that. 
there's a lot to explore. It's really fun um, also getting to see the, um, how they've improved with the DualSense. Um, that's really, I would say, the purpose of that game. You, there's a lot of references. So there's references to Crash Bandicoot, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, but just a lot of references, to be quite honest. That you know, It's really cute. It's a really fun game. Please play it. Like, I gave it, like, a 9 out of 10. For what it is, like, it's a 9 out of 10. I It was so much fun. And then also, so very recently, I finished the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission DLC. So, obviously, I couldn't do this for the longest time because I didn't have a PlayStation 5. And I didn't want to play it on PC. So, I've, I've really just been waiting to play this remake DLC. It's, it's almost a year old now. And I recently streamed it. The VODs are up on my YouTube if you would like to watch my reaction to it. Um, but holy shit, um, if you haven't played the remake DLC and you have a, P a PlayStation 5, please play it. It is so good. And it really, it made me remember how much I love Final Fantasy VII. Not to say that I ever, like, forgot, but, like, you know when you haven't played a game for a while? And it's just kind of, like, in the back of your mind. Um, there's not, like, a new game coming out too soon, and so you just don't think about it much. Like, that's kind of how I am with Kingdom Hearts now as well. I'm not too into it currently. I probably will be in a few months. I kind of go in phases with my obsessions. But like Final Fantasy VII was not one of my current obsessions, okay? But, you know, obviously I got my PS5. I was like, I need to finally play this. And holy shit, like, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Like, that might sound like a lot, but it really blew me away. I think that, and it really kind of got me thinking about Final Fantasy VII Remake again. I'm just so amazed with what that team has done. I think that Final Fantasy VII Remake did everything I wanted it to do and more, and this DLC also continued to do that. It blew my expectations out of the water. I really loved playing as Yuffie. I really liked Sonin. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. I can't remember. <laughs> I really liked the other side characters that were introduced. It was, it was just so much fun. It's really beautiful. It really does look great on PlayStation 5, and the story was so good. <laughs> And, like, the characters are so lovable, and it really, you can tell they really made this game with love, and I really, I believe in them moving forward to make Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two amazing. It's really good. I might do some sort of spoiler talk about it at some point, but man, it was so good. It, it was so good, like, that. I, it was, it was fantastic. Um, I'm really excited to see the future of where 7 Remake goes, because I really think they know what they're doing. They have a vision in mind, and I think it's going to be fantastic. You know, to me, the DLC made me feel like, okay, 7 Remake was not a fluke, because the DLC was, it was on that same level of quality, if not maybe even better in some ways. Like, the cinematography of Final Fantasy games, especially 7 Remake, like, you're just watching the cutscenes, and you're like, oh my god, it's so beautiful, or like, just the way they do things. Also, the music was really good in this as well. Like, I just, holy shit. <laughs> I had so much fun with it. I'm, I'm so excited for part two now. Kind of, it's probably gonna be on the back burner of my mind, but like once I see that first trailer, like boy. <laughs> Man, Seven Remake is so good. If you haven't played it yet, please do. Um, if you haven't played the DLC yet and you are able to also, please do. It was so good. But I still have more games to talk about since it's been a while. Um, I'm playing with more DDR. I actually got Supernova 2 recently, which I had when I was younger, okay? And I actually still have the copy that I had when I was younger, but the disc is, like, all fucked up, so I tried to play it, and it just didn't work. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna order another one off eBay, just like I did for Extreme 2. And, yeah, I've been playing that recently. And I think Supernova 2 has the best Western songs in the DDR games. And honestly, like, from what I've been playing so far, the song list is better than I remember, but, like, boy, He Said, She Said by Ashley Tisdale. Like, that's one of my favorite songs. I love that shit. I've always loved that shit. Such a, a good song for DDR. But, like, there's also a lot of other really good songs in Supernova 2 that are Western that, like, you wouldn't expect. Because usually, to me, the DDR bangers are, like, the original Konami songs. But Supernova 2 has some really good Western songs. So, yeah, I, I recommend it. <laughs> I've also been playing a bit more of Fire Emblem Three Houses lately. Um, I, just, I just got the urge... And um, with Three Hopes coming out soon, um, I might not play it very soon because it comes out the same day as Nirvana Initiative, but um, at some point I want to play it this year. Uh, I've been going back, I'm because I, I did um, Edelgard's Root, my first playthrough, and so now I'm doing Claude's Root, and I'm about halfway through, I'm almost at the time skip, 
and yeah that's that's how it's going I want to do all the roots maybe before three hopes will that be possible probably not <laughs> but I am enjoying it so that's that and I also went back and I started playing Ratchet and Clank so this is the original PS2 game but it's like the PS3 remaster um, because I just, I don't know, I was getting that urge, and I haven't finished it yet, but I think I'm towards the end, I want to finish it, because I started it many, many years ago, and I just never finished it, and so I want to go back, I want to play, um, all the games on that PS3, um, collection of Ratchet and Clank games, um, maybe some of the other ones, I'm hoping that some of them will be on the PlayStation Plus premium tier, and maybe that'll make it easier to play some of them, but also, I want to play, like, the Ratchet and Clank PS4 version, maybe Rift Apart on the PS5, because, like, I like those games. I just never finished the first one, and so that put me off from playing the rest of them. Jack and Daxter is also in a similar boat, <laughs> um, where I really fucking love the first Jack and Daxter, but I just can't get past Jack 2, and so that has prevented me from playing Jack 3, and which I, I have them all in the PS3 as remasters, but anyway. So yeah, I'm really enjoying Ratchet and Clank, and I think Ratchet and Clank holds up very well. Um, the camera is a bit, you know, it's like, it's a PS2 game. And obviously, like, graphically, it's not fantastic. But, like, the core of the gameplay for Ratchet & Clank, I think, has aged extremely well, all things considered. Like, I'm having a lot of fun playing it, so, you know, it's not too late. <laughs> if you want to play the original Ratchet & Clank, I think it's still really fucking fun. So, yeah, I'm hoping to finish that maybe in the next few days. But let's move on to questions. I think that's all I've been playing. <laughs> I could be wrong. It's been a while, but I think that's all I've been playing um, but anyway, let's move on to questions. So my question for you guys was what games have you been playing lately? Because it's been a while. I didn't really know what question to ask. <laughs> so I was like, hey, let's see what you guys are doing. So yeah, let's get to the answers. So Cordy Kazam said, unfortunately, I haven't been playing anything recently. Ace Attorney Dual Destinies is what I played most recently. One day I'll catch up and not have to worry about playing AA games back to back and losing steam with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you get back to it and I hope you finish it and then you have some time to breathe in between Ace Attorney games. Um, and then V said Fire Emblem Brain Rot. I know V is playing through Three Houses. Um, she's doing her first playthrough. Um, I hope you're enjoying it, V. We've talked about it a bit. <laughs> she's doing the, um, is it Blue Lion? Is that what they're called? Blue Lion route? We've talked about it a bit. That's the one route that I haven't even like dipped into yet. So we'll see. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like I'm also kind of in the Fire Emblem brain rot mode. And then Mila said, one game I played is the fan translation of Kama Itachi no Yoru. That might have been rough. Um, remake, a murder mystery VN from Spike Chunsoft that takes place in a ski resort where everyone is snowed in. It's really good overall, not too long, and I def recommend. Intra that sounds really good. The only thing is that it's a fan translation. <laughs> like, I, huh, I wish they would localize some more of these things. Um... Like, I know one that I really want to do that, like, I want official translations. I, fan translations are really good. I'm not trying to, like, shit on them. I think it's really cool that people are able to do that. I did a fan translation of Danganronpa back in the day before it was officially localized back in, like, 2013 or something. So I'm not opposed to them by any means. Um, it's just easier to play, like, an official version. At least in my mind it is. But that sounds really interesting. Maybe I should look into it. I feel like, I feel like I would be really into that. <laughs> But yeah, I haven't, I haven't been playing any visual novels lately. But like just reading that kind of gave me the urge. Although Nirvana Initiative is coming up. Anyway, that sounds really cool, Mila. And then Adam said, I started Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS5. Finally, you better be proud of me. Um, proud might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but um, I'm glad because Final Fantasy VII Remake is such a good game. I already talked about it. Um, but I hope that you're enjoying it. I really hope you are because it's really good. Maybe it'll make you play the OG. Maybe you'll go back and play the PS1 version. I doubt it. <laughs> but I hope you enjoy it. Even if you're a bit confused at the ending, you might you might not know about that yet. Because I don't think you played the original. Even if you're a bit confused. <laughs> I hope that you enjoy just like the core of it. Just the gameplay, the characters, you know, the cinematography. I hope you will give it at least an 8 out of 10. Okay? Let me know what you think. <laughs> Then Tolly Zoo said, replaying VLR on Game Pass at the Q Room now. So, Tolly Zoo, you probably finished VLR by now because Q Room is pretty late in the game. But yeah, I love VLR. I have to go back and replay that at some point too. Then Falsey says, Breath of the Wild and it has been a lot of fun to play. Is it your first time playing Breath of the Wild, Falsey? I assume it is. I love Breath of the Wild. 
Um, I'm also playing Madden 99 for my YouTube content, but Breath of the Wild has been a lot of fun with exploration and finding what to do and be able to have the experience doing this game. I really love Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm not a Zelda fan. Like, that's the only Zelda game I play, <laughs> really. I mean, I played a bit of Ocarina of Time, but that's besides the point. Um, but I really love Breath of the Wild, so I'm glad that you're enjoying it, too. I think it's a really, really good game. I love exploring in that game. I think that's the best part of that game, is just getting to explore. And I think... There's a lot of fun in that for everyone, so I'm glad that you're enjoying it. And then Beep Boop says, I haven't really been playing many games recently, but the one I, di I did play the most recently, besides for Mario Kart, is Rune Factory 5. Fun, fun, fun. Is that the one that's on Switch? I, I feel like a lot of Rune Factory games are on the 3DS, but I I'm guessing that that is on Switch. Um, I should have looked into it. It's fine. And then Egg said, I've, recent, I've recently been playing Nier Automata. I had some small issues with Replicant as the game went on, but I'm really liking Automata right now. I think the level design is especially sick. Traversing the map during the missions feels really fluid. I have to get back to Nier Replicant. <laughs> I did not get far in Nier Replicant. Maybe I, sh maybe I should do that. But I do really love Nier Automata. <laughs> I love that game a lot. Um, I think it's just so unique, and it's one of those video games, I think I talked about this a bit when the anime adaptation was announced, but it's one of those video games that just, I feel like, works best as a video game and really takes advantage of the fact that it's a video game and its presentation, but I'm really glad you're enjoying it. It's a fantastic game, fantastic. If you, anyone listening hasn't played it yet, you need to play it. Um, then Lyman said, I was making pretty good progress in Strangers of Paradise and Final Fantasy V until recently when I got hooked onto reading the entirety of Moon Knight's comic runs and any issues from other series that he's been in. <laughs> I wonder if I should get Strangers of Paradise. I, I feel like I'm waiting for it to go on sale because I don't want to pay like $90 for it because I'm cheap. Um, I've also, I've been spending a lot of money lately. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to get Strangers of Paradise at some point just for the memes, you know? <laughs> but uh, get back to it, Lyman. Let me know how they are. And then Andre says, I'm looking forward to playing Scarlet Nexus. Once I'm finished with Persona 5 Royal, good story, but a bit too long. Yeah, that kind of... Persona 5 Royal was... And also just base Persona 5, but especially Royal, um, really made me of the mind that video games shouldn't be too long. <laughs> like, I get why they're long, you know? Especially the Persona games, like, you know, do your thing. But I'm going to be honest, Persona 5 Royal felt too long. That, that felt too long. That was exhausting. The last 20 hours of that game, I was exhausted. <laughs> so, um, I understand some people might, white, might, might want all the content in the world. However, let's not normalize this. Let's not normalize games being as long as Persona 5 Royal. Because, um, like, at some point, unless you are, like, 10 out of 10, like, enjoying the shit out of it, it's going to get draining at some point. At least that's how I feel. But anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you're at least enjoying it. <laughs> Good story. I have to get to Scarlet Nexus too. I got that for like Christmas and now it's May. <laughs> I'll get to it at some point. It's fine. And then Samuel says, I'm currently playing Tales of the Abyss for the first time, which is the second Tales of games I played um, behind Symphonia. And I can see why Abyss is very beloved and I'm excited to play more of it. I played um, a bit of Abyss on the 3DS. I don't know if that's how you're playing it, but I played it on the 3DS. And I, I want to get back to that too as well at some point. But I'm currently, I got to get back to Symphonia first. I think I might finish streaming that because I haven't gotten too far in that, but I did like it. So I got, I got to do Symphonia first, and then maybe I'll go back to Tales of the Abyss. Because, yeah. <laughs> and then Mo says, I'm playing through Ace Attorney Chronicles, and I have mixed feelings. Like, the mechanics, characters, Sholmes in particular, are awesome, but some cases are meh. Also, they kind of went backwards since a lot of progression and trials is pressing everything. Yeah, it's, I don't know how far you are into Ace Attorney Chronicles, or like, what game specifically, because there's the two games in there. Um, that's another game I have to get back to. A lot of you guys seem to be playing Ace Attorney. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was on the last case of the first game when I kind of dropped it, but I do want to get back to it. I've, I've been making slow progress, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I, I really do like the mechanics of that game, um, at least from the other Ace Attorney games that I played, which is just like the first one and a bit of the second one. I think the mechanics are really great in uh, Ace Attorney Chronicles, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough about Ace Attorney cases to, like, compare if these ones are good or bad. <laughs> but, um, interesting. 
And then The Offender says, just finished SMT5 on Switch, so now I'm playing Monster Hunter Rise on Switch. Also playing Digital Devil Saga on PS3, Metroid Prime 2 on Wii U, and Crash 4 on PS4. That's a lot of games. I don't know how you keep track of that. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it, bud. But um, a Crash 4 on PS4 is a good one. I will say that. And then Jay says, truthfully, I've been in one of the biggest video game funks in a long time. I've had Apollo Justice on the go for like two months. Most evenings I've just been doing other things. Gonna finish Apollo and then start Forbidden West though. I'll get back, I'm sure. With that said, Forbidden West, Nirvana Initiative, Pokemon, and maybe Three Hopes all releasing this year are games I'd like to play. Also, I'd like to knock off another older Final Fantasy from the list too. That all sounds great. Another, another Ace Attorney. Y'all, my listeners seem to like Ace Attorney. <laughs> But yeah, that all that all sounds great, Jay. Video game funks happen. Like I remember, um, it was just a few years ago. Like I didn't play video games for like the longest time, or at least it, it wasn't you know as much of an investment as I give video games now. Like it was really weird. It was literally the first time I think since I was a child where um, I wasn't playing video games all the time. I just didn't even think about them that much. I was just doing other things. It happens. But you always come back. At least that's how it seems to be for me. <laughs> um, but with that being said, um, I've kind of already told you guys what I've been playing. <laughs> so I don't really have an answer to this question. I've already talked about it. But I really liked listening to you guys and, you know, just just keeping notes of what y'all are playing. Like, hmm, maybe I should play that too. I'm, I'm still really intrigued by um, the visual novel that Mila talked about. Um, I, I might have to look into that. <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Luna's Galaxy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I'll be back on Tuesday, May 24th, for the next episode where we'll be discussing who knows what. If you want to be a part of the Luna's Galaxy community, you can join our Discord server, link in the description. You can also keep up with me on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch, where I'm at Games. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will see you next time. Thank you again so much for listening. It's been a while. I'm happy to be back. I, like, I don't want to add more to this, but um, just, you know, thank you. Thank you again. I'm looking forward to creating more content. But anyway, that was the outro, so, <laughs> so I'm done now. Um, until next time, bye-bye.